This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com as well as the Odyssey app. Let's go ahead and ask about the over, the under, and some more things with our guy, Patrick Everson, joining us right now on the show, props.com. Pat, how you doing, sir? Thanks for joining us. I am good, Quentin and Trista. How are the two of you on this fine Not Monday good, evening? not good. We uh, got all bets losing. I kind of heard. I kind of heard. Pat is not looking too good. Um, I, I forgot to ask you this, though, because we were so enamored by the NFL draft in Vegas and how, how wonderful a show it was. Were you in uh, the vicinity of the NFL draft, and did you get to kind of experience some of that buzz and, and that production they, the NFL put on? A little bit of the buzz, but not much. I was by there a little early on, on that first day, well before the uh, it started, and then I went and posted up at a book to do live reports with a with an odds maker behind the counter as this all was unfolding. So I took a little bit different tack than others, but look, it was huge. There were hundreds of thousands of people here. It was a great three days. Um, the weather generally cooperated. It was a little windy that first day, but mm-hmm. it seemed to work out all right. Um, I think this should be like the permanent host. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Was it at Kansas yep. City next year? Mm, oh, I don't want to sell that. That's not Patrick, great. how much did they lose? We need to know. How much did the books lose on the NFL draft? You know, I'll tell you what. They got the, the, the book that I was doing some work from and getting some direct information from behind the counter as it was unfolding. The, the books are pretty much always going to lose to this. This is not a market they can win on. It is mm-hmm. a super sharp market. It leans so heavily into information and so little on chance. I mean, look, if, you, if Giannis couldn't play tonight, Giannis couldn't play tonight. Well, guess what? Celtics versus Bucks still has to go out on the floor, and somebody has to go and get that game. Yeah. But that sort of element of chance does not exist in the draft. So it, it's, a, it's, really, it's, it's a good market for sharp players and mm-hmm. people who pay attention or follow sharp people, and it's a real tough market for the oddsmakers. And I'm not boo-hooing for the oddsmakers. No. I want betters to win. But I'm just stating this matter-of-factly. So they've, lo- they've lost, you know, relative to the amount of the market. The limits are low, Trista. They don't let themselves get beat over the head on this stuff because they know it's, it's going to be tough. But relative to the size of the market, the Sharps have done well on this over the last few years since this became a legal, regulated sports betting market. Now, that said, there were some things that absolutely limited the losses and maybe even with one or two books made them a win quarterbacks not coming off the board as fast as was expected. Uh, that definitely was something that worked in the book's favor. Um, you know, the way some of the wideouts went out of the projected order, if you mm-hmm. looked at some of the mock drafts, that helped out the books considerably. So uh, some of these things worked out pretty well, and I don't think overall they were too disappointed. I'm one, one odd favorite, basically I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, Tristan, but he said, we're a small loser, and this was after the first round. Really, once you get beyond that, there's not a whole lot of winning and losing going mm-hmm. on. But he's like, we were a small loser uh, to the first round, and we're fine with that. 
That's crazy. That Pat, Pat that's crazy. And I know we, we're going to ask you some more about, uh, of course, the NBA and the NHL. But really quickly, I got to ask you about the Kentucky Derby. Uh, and, and it doesn't have to be a long thing, but of course, the longest of long shots, um, Rich Strike goes ahead and he paid out of those who bet him. My horse, Happy Jack, once I turned the Kentucky Derby on, he was getting backed out. And he was all distressed, and they almost had to take him out the race, and then he got in there and laid an egg. So uh, I should have just put my money on Rich Strike, of course. But what was the Kentucky Derby like with such a long shot getting the W? Oh, man. it's Well, tremendous for starters. It, it, it makes it really intriguing, obviously. But it was kind of funny because I was in the, the South Point, and I look, I know I normally talk about BetMGM books, but the South Point is the only book in Las Vegas that has a completely separate race book. It's a whole, it's close to the sports book, but it's a whole different area. Okay. So it's a, you, you know, everybody in there serious, you know what I mean? So, well, a lot of people are in that serious on Derby day. Obviously a lot of the public is out there as well. And it was full. And I'm telling you, there was a lot of screaming and shouting down the stretch, but when they got the, when the winner, you know, when, 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 uh, rich, when rich strike wins, it was not very loud at all. Like nobody had rich strike. No. Now that's not to say that nobody overall, but just in the surrounding I was in, nobody had rich strike. Now for those who did, who for those who 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 bet, made the straight bet on rich strike or put them in the exacta or some of these crazy box exactas you probably saw about. I, I tweeted about one and wrote. I wrote I've got an article up on props.com about this. Um, my my, uh, my good friend Dave Sherpan, sportsbook consigliere on on Twitter, he did a box trifecta of basically every horse in the field, and he turned 180 bucks into 7,400 dollars. Oh, oh my gosh. God! My Why didn't we have you on to give that bet out before? I know the we could. Well, you could have sent us a little he DM. Said he didn't even make the decision on it until right before the race. He just oh. decided, screw it, I'm making a 50 cent bet on a box trifecta of all. And he had first one through 19 and 21. Mm. So every horse, basically every horse for first, because one horse scratched. And then for second, he had three, six, 10, 12, 15, and third, three, six, 10, 12, 15. That's sick. So at 50 cents per combination, it all works out to $180. He wins 7,400. There was a a woman who put this out on Twitter. She only had a $12 bet on an exacta, and she won 8,200 bucks. So. It was a great day for people who made the flyer bets and anybody, you know, and somebody got, you know, somebody won the Superfecta. A lot of somebody's won the Superfecta. Yeah. I mean, the money's going to get paid out, but, um, you know, it was just few and far between compared to the tickets that were on Epicenter and Zandon and others in this race. Tava was a real popular pick day of race, was moving up the odds. So was um, uh, Mo Donegal was a popular play day of race. Uh, his odds shortened quite a bit, but... Man, if you were in, props to you. And, and like I said, my buddy uh, Sportsbook Consigliere on Twitter, he made a ton of cash and, and, and a few others did as well. How, I did not. How rare is it for the long shot, like a, a horse to get added like the day before the race and to win? Like, can you put that into historical context? Gosh, it's super, it, it, it's fairly unusual, I would say, for the horse to get in. It's not, a, it's not I guess, not terribly unusual to have a scratch. And then one of the other horses that paid the fee to get in gets in because you got to pay that fee first and before the scratches, I believe, even happened. It's not like, oh, well, now I'll give you my $50,000 or whatever it is. But for the horse to get in on the last day and win 
as the longest shot in the field. The last time the longest shot, I should say, the longest shot in Kentucky Derby history that won was 91 to 1. 109 years ago. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So it's been that long. And then, and even if you just put it into perspective of this year, Trista, Ed DeRosa tweeted out, he said the last time, uh, well, recent history and then really recent history, the last time a horse was at least 80 to 1 and won a grade 1 race, any grade 1 race, was Seek Gold in 2006. Mm. And, and that was in the Stephen Foster and this year, Ed noted that of the, of the 175 races that had 12 or more starters in any race this year, the longest shot on the board was 0 and 175. Wow. That's crazy. So <laughs> now it's 1 and 175, and there you go. Pat, that, that, that's, that's phenomenal. Very sus. Look, we only have you for about four or five more minutes, so I definitely want to sure. pick your brain about the Stanley Cup postseason as well as the NBA playoffs. And I'll start because I'm you watching bet. my abs. They're up one nothing right now on Nashville, but Nashville is on a power play. Are the abs still the favorite to win this entire thing, or how, how are we looking uh, in terms of just uh, betting and what the books need and, and just you know the handle percentages uh, throughout the postseason here in the Stanley Cup playoffs? Absolutely. The abs number is getting shorter all the time. Obviously, out to a 3-0 lead, looking to close the door on this right away and, and be the first team to get into the second round. This is from BetMGM, proud sponsor of BetMGM tonight. Throw that in for you. Abs are plus 250, and then you've got the Panthers and the Leafs at plus 650. These are there's going to be some adjustments because of what you know, uh, you know how these the games that are being played out right now. But but the Abs are plus 250, and nationally for BetMGM. The Avalanche is the book's large are the book's largest liability. It's kind of interesting in BetMGM Nevada, just here locally. The Avs aren't really a lot of trouble, a ton of tickets, but not a bad result. But nationally, you know, when you plug everybody in at BetMGM, the Avalanche are definitely a team that the that BetMGM is looking to avoid, no question. How are the uh, playoff series prices changing, Pat? Because we've seen series that look like they could be sweeps, the Suns and the Heat. Turn into a game that turn into a series that could go seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is really interesting. So, uh, from one odds maker, just a little bit earlier today, just how the, the dynamic of how these have changed. Suns Mavericks, for example, to your point, Trista, opens minus three hundred to the Suns, gets out as far as minus two thousand to the Suns in the series, then dials back to minus two fifty. Now we're going to Game Five tomorrow night. And you've got uh, a similar situation with the Heat and the 76ers. The Heat opened minus 400, actually edged back a little bit to minus 375, then get all the way out to minus 1,500. Now it's minus 140. Mm-hmm. So the, it, it's definitely shaping up. I mean, we'll see what happens with the Warriors and Grizzlies tonight. That's obviously going to change a lot. The, Grizzly, the, the Warriors are already at minus 1,000 after opening at minus, around minus 250. And then in the Bucks celtics series, which is just, you know, has been a, a pretty good series. Going into tonight, the Bucks were minus 170. So that's obviously going to – there's going to be some shifting there based on, uh, based on tonight's result, the Celtics getting it done on the road. Pat, we got like 60 seconds, strong 60 seconds. Anything else, any tidbits? You know I like to ask this question. Any tidbits that, about anything that you uh, want to leave us with before you go? Well, how about since, since we just got underway with the, uh, with the Grizz-Warriors game, uh, we'll just give you this real quick. Uh, uh, one odds maker told me a little bit earlier today on this game that uh, they're, you know, they they really, really, and it's a hard really to get. They need Memphis to win this game 
outright, mm-hmm. even though they're nine, ten point dogs. Wow. Because there's a ton of there's a ton of activity on uh, uh, you know on on money line Golden State as well as on the spread. So the spread isn't too out of whack, but the money line is out of whack. So that's where they're at on that. Pat, it's definitely possible. This team played a lot of basketball without John Morant, except for the right. fact, though, that they have to play against the Warriors at home and uh, without their star player in the postseason. That could be a little different than uh, the regular <laughs> season Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Pat, thank you so much for joining the show. Can't wait to have you on throughout, of course, the rest of this year, especially with the NBA postseason and the Stanley Cup playoffs going down as well. Have a great evening. You bet. Thank you, too, for having me on. Have a great week.